0: i my warriors. This is Mary Mack of The Mary Mack Show. And I'm in the throes of doing a series, a podcast series entitled Death by Fentanyl. But tonight, I am so grateful that Terry Almanza has joined us. She's based out of Michigan. Her daughter, Sydney, died of MDMA. Is that correct?
1: Correct
0: ecstasy, at the tender age of 18, back in 2015. This is an illicit drug. And all of us are doing our best to get the word out so that this doesn't happen to other people's children. She's married to John and they have three other children, her siblings, and she was a police officer with the Chicago PD for 28 years. She's now retired. And after Sydney died, she started the drug-induced foundation, excuse me, the drug-induced homicide foundation. And you can find that online and we'll leave all the links in the show notes so you can learn more. But right now I am so blessed to be able to speak with her and learn her story so that more of you can understand what's going on with illicit drug trafficking and how it's ruining our teens and early young adult years um, where children and young adults are being murdered with these drugs. So thank you, Terry, so much for being here today. I'm so grateful that we were able to get together tonight. And uh, first off, I'd like to ask you to please tell us about Sydney's growing up years, your family life.
1: Okay. Um, thanks for having me first of all. Um, um so uh Sydney was um just a beautiful, as you can see, uh just a beautiful young lady uh as a child, um, just perfect. She um sadly lost her biological mother, Sherry, um, when Sydney was only eight years old. Uh Sherry had passed away uh very young from pancreatic cancer. Uh, My husband, John, and I met um, when Sydney was only uh, eight years old, and um, he was a Chicago firefighter, myself a Chicago police officer. Our kids all attended the same uh, grammar school. We grew up blocks away from each other um, and met and uh, dated. Uh, He had two children uh, that were the same age as my two. So I often refer to them as my twisted twins. <laughs> we were the Brady Bunch, um, you know, just very blessed um, to, to welcome um, uh, Sydney and her brother, Johnny into our home um, and uh, are um, just, just very thankful. Um, but she was uh, amazing. She was tiny, uh, but fierce. Uh, she, had, <laughs> you tell her she couldn't do something and, um, she was going to do it. Um, she was an athlete. She played volleyball, softball. Um, she, um, just, uh, you know, it's a beautiful smile, uh, funny love family, family. I uh, just, uh, adored Sydney, um, had friends, um, loved music arts. Um, animals, um, just a very well-rounded child, um, a joy to be around. Uh, When Sydney um, was very young, um, Sydney was um, the victim of uh, repeated uh, sexual assaults by an extended family member. That news um, was never reported. It was something that Sydney just felt um, that she would carry and that it would cause problems in the family. And so, this sweet little child uh, who had lost her mother and then um, was the victim of um, sexual assault, um, you know, um, just dealt with so much, so much for such a young child. I was very thankful to have Sid in my life, um, but I knew, uh, as her teenage years came about, Sid was struggling with, with some things Sid, you know, uh, her friends started changing, uh, her interest in playing volleyball, um, the passion, you know, wasn't there like it used to be, um, her grades began to decline. She began to isolate herself and, um you know, I'd sit down with her and said, what's going on? You know, this, this beautiful girl that this, this portrait behind me is from her junior prom. And she was in a gorgeous red gown um, and she just looked absolutely stunning. And I, we were taking pictures and I remember going and checking in on her in the bathroom and she was in tears and uh, oh. she just was not comfortable with photos and um, the 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 trauma that she endured. Uh, gave her such a different uh, image of herself than what everyone else saw and what was so very true. Um, So Sydney, you know, um, she she, she struggled, you know, um, uh, for for a while. And, and, you know, me being the law enforcement officer and, you know, this helicopter mom, you know, (laughs) going on with your kids, you know, when your kids are struggling, you're going to turn the house upside down to... Try to save them. You want them to, um, you know, uh, be happy in their life. And I could tell that she wasn't. Uh, she would smile, you know, for everyone else, right. but I knew that there was something that um, was going on with Sydney. And in doing, um, you know, a, a lot of digging, uh, found out that um, you know Sydney had been uh, victimized by an adult cousin when she was just a little girl, numerous times. Wow. We reported it to the police, the Chicago Police Department. Sadly, the Chicago Police Department had said that too much time had lapsed um, and it would be her word against his and that, you, that we didn't want to put her through that. Um, uh, the uh, offender was arrested. But, um the Cook County State's attorney would not approve charges. I feel like that was um very painful for Sid. It was just another um, letdown um, uh, and so I, I I think Sid, you know, continued to to decline from there. Um, and. Uh, you know, I noticed that, like I said, she had started hanging out with different friends and I experimenting with uh, club drugs. And um, I wasn't okay with that. I was terrified. I was terrified that we would lose her, that something bad would happen, that she would go down this road. And, um, you know, she just had her whole life ahead of her. And um, she was just magnificent young lady. And um, I worried about her. Um, and sadly, she uh, she went and uh, she went to a party. She uh, connected with some people, and uh, she purchased some MDMA, which is ecstasy, which is a club drug, no fentanyl. Um, many people have said to me, Oh, you know, there was fentanyl in there or you can't die from MDMA. Absolutely one hundred percent, you can die from MDMA. Um, and, um, she died on May 31st,
0: 2015.
1: Oh, my God. She had just, uh, signed, she had just graduated, she had had just turned 18. She had just graduated from high school. She had just signed a collegiate scholarship to continue in her volleyball career. Um, she -hmm. was going to a music festival. She was so excited. Um, she had her whole life ahead of her. Um, but we lost her. Mm. So. And who found her? Her dad. Um, Her dad and uh, her brother were home. Her dad found her. Mm -hmm. Um, I was actually, uh, Sydney passed away in uh, Chicago, Illinois, Mount Greenwood. Um, Very nice community, Uh, Chicago uh, police and fire city workers, uh, real nice neighborhood. Um, And I was actually, in Michigan, uh, with with my children, uh, when I got the call um, that uh, Sydney was not breathing and that she was on her way to the hospital, okay. but um, just uh, you know, I, I I it's 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 um, a horror that um, no parent um, should should ever see, yes, Five through. Um, I don't, um, I, my husband is, is a different man, um, than he was, um, the days prior. Yeah. Seeing, um, our precious, you know, child, you know, um, lifeless, um, it's just something that you don't recover from. We survive. We survive every day, um but you don't recover from that. Um, You're you're not supposed to bury your children. You're not supposed to, you know, um, I'll never forget um, myself and my husband and my children all going shopping for her for what she was going to wear in her casket. And um, I'm thankful that I was surrounded by my family. Um, But that's just not something that you're supposed to do. No, no. Like you said, parents
0: aren't supposed to bury their children. It's the uh, unnatural order. Absolutely. And too many of us have gone through that. You know, Uh, I remember after Angela died, going through the store, like around Christmas, and, you know, you pass the little girls' section and you think to yourself, I'll never need to buy anything in there again you know, things like that come back to you.
1: Well, our joy is, you know, um, I was explaining to a friend how I would go to the cemetery and I would, um, you know, leave flowers or balloons or hula hoops or the things that brought Sydney joy, things that, you know, that, you know, were Sid, that that screamed Sydney and um, <laughs> I would go and clean it up and, you know, I get it, it's the rules and, you know, on certain dates you have to, you know, but it would just be so crushing, you know, um, and, you know, uh, it's all like we have that's, there's no manicures. There's no mani-pedi days. There's no shopping with Sydney, you know, there's no going out for a cocktail. There was no 21st birthday, you know, um, there will be no wedding day, you know, Um, or grand
0: or grandchildren from her.
1: I have, I have a grandchild and, and, um, she'll never meet her niece, you know, um, my daughter, my other daughter brings, um, my granddaughter to the refrigerator and she points to the refrigerator and, you know, says, where's auntie Sid, you know, and that's it, you know, um, and, 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 you know, to be for her to be gone and so many lives lost, you know, um, so senselessly, you know, um, is, is just even more, um, devastating, um, to bury our children, to lose our children from an illicit drug, um, for this stuff to continue to, you know, pour in, you know, um, through our borders um, and people look the other way um, or, or or place fault, you know, on the victims or the parenting um, is insane. Um, these are human lives and um, they matter and they still matter and I will tell her story. Um, you know, many people take issue with me sharing what happened to Sydney um, when she was just a little girl, but it is so very important. Um, and I know that um, m- many of Sydney's choices, Sid was trying to um, numb herself. You know, Sydney had a lot of pain and um, what this monster did to her changed who she was. Um, and it was something that, you know, I, I want, you know, victims to know that you don't have to carry that, you know, uh, you have a whole community a family, um, the church, you know, so many people that, 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 that loved her. I mean, her, her service was just um, nonstop, you know, out the door. So many people loved her so much. And I just, I, I can't, You know, it's just, it's, it's devastating to know that she just didn't believe that we could get through this, you know, that there was other options, you know, um, that, um, her suffering, you know, there could be an end, you know, and, and I'm not saying that it's something that you ever get over. Um, but I do believe that it is something that she could have healed. Um, From but she would tell me you 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 don't you don't get over things like that you don't you know um
0: she couldn't see that that was a possibility
1: couldn't she couldn't and she would you know she would go to the we we would you know we had got into family therapy and she went to therapy and you know and she would tell the therapist everything that the therapist wanted to hear and the therapist would say she's good she's fine I said she's not (laughs) she's She's got an eating disorder. She's over exercising. She hates taking pictures. She doesn't like to be touched. She's she's cutting. You know, doing so many things. Um, screaming out, you know, from the inside, how deeply she's hurting. And um, you know, the, the therapist would say, "No, she's good. You know, she's doing <laughs> good." And and, she and wasn't. you know that she was wearing her mask. She was. She put on a smile for everybody else for everybody else because she just um that's just who she was she just didn't she never she never she never cried she never um complained um she just never wanted to be a burden to anybody and she never ever was um and it, you know I just I want kids to know that um you know you're not alone in this and uh there are so many people there that that love you dearly and um self-medicating is, is not the answer,
0: right?
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. And do you think that, um, this was like a one-time
1: thing uh, for her, her being victimized or her, her use- using the drug? No. So I had, um, I mean, I was, um, you know, uh, I had gotten software to read her text messages and the family thought, Oh, that's so terrible. You know, (laughs) (laughs) no, you wanted to keep up. I wanted to know, I knew that she was hurting. I knew that she was making bad choices and I knew that in the dark, I couldn't help her, you know? And so, you know, I, like I said, I had software that I could, you know, see her text messages and read her safari searches and know where she was, um, and um, and so I knew, um for probably I mean, everything is it's grief brain for a while that um at least i I want to say at least six, eight months that Sydney had been experimenting um, you know, with club drugs, um right. you know, MDMA, um. I think LSD. I, I think I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent about that, you know, but I, MDMA. Um and uh uh and you know, and in the person that who had sold it to her was actually uh, her cousin. Uh-huh. And I had uh, you know, reported this to the mom of the cousin, and you know, I wasn't okay with this and this I was worried about, you know, Sydney and the cousin. Sure. And, um, it obviously continued. So, you know, and I think, again, I think that these kids think that it's just a club drug, you know, it's just ecstasy, but it doesn't, it's fun. And it's, you know, um, stop being, you know, um, you know, um, stop bringing your work home, you know, um, hovering, you know, um, you think that, you know, you know, everything and, um, you know give me some space and you're being too overprotective and I'm 18 years old and I graduated and I just want to have fun and um and I wanted all that for her too um but you know having fun and experimenting with illicit drugs do not go together you're just you know you're going down a road that um you know it's very very scary Exactly. That's now, yes, yeah. And
0: the more we move into these illicit drugs um to the extent that they are being um, they're being used so much and available um, like never before, in the amounts that they're available,
1: nothing is safe, no. no safe unless prescribed by your physician and filled at a licensed pharmacy do not take it yeah Um, it is just not safe um i think i just read a story uh yesterday in georgia about the vape pipes and uh they were saying how those were laced with fentanyl and those were actually uh a store had commented in the story and said yeah you know we are selling that exact you know, type of vape and, wow. so, and in the store, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, it just, uh, it, 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 it's very scary. It really is. And, um, again, unless it's prescribed by your physician and filled at a licensed pharmacist, do not take it.
0: Yeah. Because you have no idea what's in that.
1: Absolutely. I mean, where there's stories of kids that are like, okay, here's the prescription bottle. And it says, uh, you know, whatever medication, you know, Xanax or whatever. Right. Um, and it's not. And uh, these kids are swearing. Oh yeah, that's what it is. I'm telling you, I swear it, you know, there's, there's, I've read stories. I've talked to families and, you know, they're just, these drug dealers are about making money. They don't care. You know, yeah, they don't they, care about anybody. They could care less. So, um, it's uh you know it is it's it's uh it's 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 terrifying it really is and it's it's sad that it's not more out in the uh you know in the public as to uh what a what a threat this is to, to to our youth you know um there's so many parents that i'll speak with and they've never even heard of, of, you know, fentanyl or, you know, like I've said, I've talked to law enforcement officers and, and they'll say, you can't die from MDMA. And I was like, <laughs> oh, would no. You, would you like to see my daughter's toxicology? You absolutely can. So um, yes, education, awareness and um, accountability. 100%. Yes. Yeah. Will you tell me about
0: how you and your family dealt with your grief after she died.
1: Oh, everybody was different. Uh my son joined the Marine Corps. Oh, wow. We went, remember we went to uh the uh, went to the therapist afterwards. We all went to counseling, or at least I think my husband and I did. And uh the first thing the therapist said is no big changes, no big changes for at least six months. Everybody yes. out of the house. Everybody was gone except for my husband. <laughs> uh, we got a timeout, you know, where'd everybody go? You know. Um But yeah, like we, all of us, um, you know, have dealt with our grief differently. Um, I'm, you know, um, a lot uh, more vocal. Um, My husband, um, it it would be difficult to walk in this kitchen and and see my daughter's picture um, for him. Yeah. Very difficult, um, which is crushing because... I couldn't imagine that. I mean, I love, you know, some, every once in a while, people will say, Oh, I found this picture of Sydney and it's like Christmas, you know, um, a picture I've never seen of Sydney, um, where with my husband, um, it's different. And I get, we all grieve differently, you know? Um, so he, he's, he keeps very busy. Um, he's, uh, he's, uh, very handy. So, um, he keeps very busy uh, doing lots of work inside the house, outside the house, uh, helping out with neighbors and friends and stuff. Um, like I said, my my youngest son, uh, he went and enlisted in uh, uh, Marine Corps um, and uh, my other two, the two older ones moved out right away. Um, and they're doing okay. You know, um, we all miss her terribly. Um, you know I, I often say like even you know in our most joyous occasion you know uh, somebody getting married a shower you know uh, we are still met with great joy because uh, we are missing such a huge part of our family you know yes. so you know we are already eight years and um you know, there's days it feels like yesterday, you know, um, it's, it's that painful still, you know, um, but we're surviving, you know, um, I am the only one, uh, within my immediate family that is involved in my foundation. Um, and that's okay. You know, um, like I said, they have a real hard time, um, being as vocal as I am, um, and that's okay. You know, I, I yes. they support me in so many other ways. Um, but, but we're hanging in there. That's yeah. Great.
0: Yeah. It takes a long time. So long, mm-hmm. you know, and, and like you said, everyone does grieve differently. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. But I'm grateful that you started this organization. Yeah. And I'd love to hear more about it and what its primary intention is, uh, because it's a little bit different than some of our other guests. And I feel really strongly that this is
1: so needed. So Terry, please go into this. So I think I want to say we're probably one of the foundations that has, um, been around, you know, one of the longest, um, yeah, eight years. Yes. Yeah. Um, but we are, I mean, absolutely partnered with, you know, so many great families, you know, so many that you've already, you know, done podcasts on, uh, who I absolutely adore. And I'm so thankful, um, for their, you know, support and partnership along the way. Um, But we are very different um, than most of the uh, foundations. Our foundation uh, really advocates for a criminal investigation following every suspected drug poisoning. Um, And, you know, I think after, um, so when Sydney died, um the day of uh, immediately i think being a law enforcement officer immediately you know my brain went to you know who did this and i don't even sure know what? if my brain i don't even know if my brain went to who did this because i pretty much knew you know like i had said there was a cousin that was involved um that um there was you know uh, some history you know with the cousin and um so i just simply looked on on the call log and had seen that there was, you know, uh, some phone conversations with the cousin that night. Um, so I knew, I knew that night who was responsible. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I think, you know, you're just, when something like that happens, um, you know, I, I, I knew what, what took place was was criminal. I knew um, that, you know, I would absolutely want, you know, some sort of accountability, but I had never heard of the drug-induced homicide statute. And in Illinois, um, where Sydney uh, was poisoned, uh, that statute um, was founded in 1989. Oh, but- Wow. Mm -hmm. how did you come across it did you start digging through the law yeah so right after sydney had uh, right after sydney was poisoned um i immediately i was immediately told by law enforcement um that it was not uh that uh that it was accidental that um they were not going to investigate her case criminally that there was no protocol to investigate these types of deaths criminally, and that Sydney made a choice. And so, you know, I had said, Sydney never made a choice to die, you know, and um, I began to do a lot of research. And, you know, they had told me, you know, a couple, oh, we're gonna look into her phone and we're gonna talk to some people, but, you know, the case was closed right away. So I knew that, you know, nothing was going to be done. and just you know, um, in the exchange uh, with you know the detectives, um, I I could tell that you know this was going nowhere. So I had did a lot of searching, and I um, had found out that uh, neighboring counties were um, investigating these cases criminally and were pursuing the oh. drug homicide statute. So I reached out to, I believe it was Will County, and uh, I believe it was Lake County, and spoke with the state's attorneys there, and um, they uh, were great, and they started, uh, you know, sharing information with me um, as to, you know, some cases that they had prosecuted, and um, and sharing what the knowledge that I had 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 felt that Sydney's case was, you know, a, a prosecutable case so um did you uh live in cook county yeah i lived in cook county sydney died in chicago um chicago police like i said they closed her case immediately um they just you know would not investigate it i felt like um i don't know i was dismissed um you know, it, people would say, you know, you got to let this go. Like, this is tearing you apart. Like, you you know, you need to just grieve and you need to move on. And I couldn't, it just, I couldn't, you know, someone gave my daughter. So the statute reads the unlawful delivery of a controlled substance resulting in a death. Simple.
0: Wonderful. No, no ambiguity directly to the point.
1: No one had to um, inject it in her, force it into her. Um, there didn't have to be any money involved. Um, it's a very, I, I, it's a great, I believe it's a great statute, very simple. Great. And, um, and so, you know, after reading it, I thought that's exactly what happened, you know, her yeah. cousin, you know, gave her this drug, Sydney ingested it and, and she died. And, um, I want, you know, I mean, I'm thinking, so Sydney, you know, um, you know, the, the, Sydney ends up dying for the, you know, the choice that she made, you know, this, she ends up getting, you know, this death sentence, you know, for this choice that she makes. But yet the person on the other end, you know, the dealer walks away with zero accountability. How, 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 how is that okay? You know, right. So, yeah, like I said, the Chicago police department would not um, investigate it. Um, I then began to, that's, you know, and I had, I had reached out to a couple other groups and, you know, I had really had a hard time with people, you know, um, supporting, uh, what I was, you know, uh, uh, doing, uh, people would say, well, you know, um, you know, your daughter, your, your daughter, um, you know, she probably sold at one time in her life to support her habit as well." well. First of all, she wasn't an addict. And not that that makes them any less of a victim you know right second of all you know she this is something that she had just started and it was something between her and her cousin um and and if she did if she was out there you know peddling poison then she should be held accountable you know and maybe that would have been what turned her life around or saved her or what have you but there has to be accountability and i mean that's as silly as saying you know people who are out drinking and driving because they're alcoholics We're not going to charge them with, with, you know, killing people when they get behind the wheel, you know? Yeah. Um, So, you know, I really had a hard time getting even support from other bereaved moms. Um, And I, and I, and I, I still don't understand it to this day. You know, Um, I, I wasn't looking for vengeance. I felt that, um, that there should be some accountability and these people um, needed to turn their lives around. They needed to, to, to fly right and get themselves straight because, Mm -hmm. You know, it ended up being two people that sold to Sydney. It was her cousin, Cynthia Parker, and uh, Cynthia Parker's boyfriend, Brent Tyson. Um, Those were the two dealers. And, um, you know, I think what would have been worse in the whole scenario is if all three of them had died. So, you know, this is, you know, going to jail is not about, um, you know, this vengeance. It's about, you know, rehabilitation, accountability, you know, uh, getting the help that you need because obviously they're making bad choices and how easily this could have been them you know um but so like i said they they would not investigate i um then decided you know hey i'm gonna start a facebook page you know uh, called it, it, we initially were called forgotten victims of drug-induced homicide and, um, then there were cases that were beginning to be, uh, that were being, uh, investigated. And so we got rid of the forgotten victims and, one and <laughs> with a uh, drug induced homicide. And, um, and so the more vocal I got, um, you know, I think, um, a Chicago police officer coming out and speaking out publicly saying, Hey, you know, Uh, I lost, you know, we lost, I lost my 18 year old daughter, you know, here I am a Chicago police officer. My husband is a Chicago firefighter between the two of us. We've got probably, probably almost 60 years of dedicated service to the city of Chicago and our 18 year old daughter is poisoned by MDMA. And there's a law saying that what took place is criminal and nobody's going to do anything, you know, so um, powerful message. Yeah, so they did. So I kind of forced their hand a bit. um, And uh, they did. They brought uh, both Brent Tyson and Cynthia Parker into uh, the police station. They questioned both of them. They both admitted to selling Sydney um, MDMA. They admitted that um, uh, it was a very pure form of MDMA and that Sydney was an inexperienced user um you know and to know that um one this is your cousin to, and also that they knew that she was struggling with some depression you know um and uh you know and then to know that she didn't know what she was doing you know she's this inexperienced user you sell her I think it was a gram of MDMA and one um, you know she 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 didn't know what she was doing and uh and she died you know and Uh, Virginia Krieger of Lost Voices of Fentanyl always says, our kids are supposed to uh, learn from their mistakes, not die from them, you know? Um, So they both ended up being charged uh, with drug induced homicide and um, they were both bonded out. um, So they were out of custody uh, fighting uh, a class X felony while out on bond, they were both arrested In Orland Park, Illinois, for selling 110 hits of LSD and one gram of MDMA to an undercover police officer. Oh, yeah. So I mean, so you know, when people sit and say, like, "Well, it's not going to bring your daughter back." Well, you're right. It's not. There's no happy ending for us. She's gone. But if doing what we're doing can save one life, you know, if I was to continue, uh, you know, to just let it go they weren't stopping. They were going to continue doing this. It's obvious because even after they were charged, they went and they did it again, you know, but in 2018, they were both convicted of her homicide. Um, the, uh, Brent Tyson, uh, received a uh, six year prison sentence. Uh, he served, I believe less than half. Oh my um, God. and the cousin Cynthia Parker, she received one year, um, uh, probation, um, because at the time of Sydney's homicide, uh, Cynthia Parker was only a juvenile. So, you know, I don't know. Is it fair? No. You know, uh, is it justice? No. No. You know, um, you know, there's no justice when when someone takes your child's life. You know, uh, justice would be that same. You know, fate. You know, but I don't. I wouldn't want that. You know, I don't. I I, I wouldn't want another life lost. You know. Um, that doesn't change, you know what happened to Sydney. but if but if they can, you know take their lives and and turn them around and be productive and do all the things that they took from Sydney, you know. Um, then I think, um, you know, I've honored Sid, you know, um, if I push to try to make sure that we get this message out, to other kids, other teens, um, not to, you know, experiment with, with drugs, because it can take your life, you know, um, and not to sell drugs, um, because you can take a life. Um, um, I think, um, you know, that's how we honor our children. That's how I honor Sydney. And that's how she continues to live on um, in this message. So, um, so absolutely, you know, I mean, I think it's, it's, I think it's, insane you know when when you know families reach out to me and they say yeah the detective never called or the detective never took the phone or they left narcotics on the scene or they said your kid is a you know your kid's a junkie and you know we're not going to investigate it do not accept that that is unacceptable. No. no unacceptable no. you know um, you've got to be your child's greatest advocate you've got yes. to. Be- reports, you've got to find out what the criminal statute is, you've got to make sure that that phone has been um, inventoried and evidence digitally extracted, you know, any tollway records, um, you know, uh, banking apps, there's just, you know, people say these are difficult cases to prove. I don't believe so. Mm -hmm. I really, I believe that, um, you know, uh, our our youth, they are tied to that phone, you know, and uh, the phone is just a treasure trove of evidence and, um, you know, law enforcement or judicial system go out and, 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 and talk to these witnesses, you know, um, do your job and investigate these cases criminally and thank you, you know, to, to, uh, you know, the law enforcement and prosecutors that are out there aggressively, you know, going after these dealers and sending a message, you know, to these dealers that it will not be tolerated and you will be charged you know, with homicide, but um, you know we've we we've, we've come a long way. You know, from back in 2015 when you know I was uh, dismissed, and um, you know to be to be a, a law enforcement officer, um, a Chicago police officer, um, and your daughter die in Chicago, and the department um, investigating uh, her homicide you know, closes her case and dismisses you is crushing, you know, um, you know, I think so after all
0: you did, I mean, all your dedication to the department,
1: we, and we have this brotherhood, you know, um, we, we look out for each other and, um, you know, I wasn't asking anybody to pick up a case that took, took place in another suburbs or, you know, um, this happened, you know, in in the city of Chicago. And um, so that, that was tough. It was really, um, you know, tough, you know, um, to not have the support of, um, you know, the Chicago Police Department. I'll never forget. Um, I was back to work and um, I believe it was, uh, uh, I worked in gang investigations right before I retired. And it was right before Mother's Day and um sadly in the city of chicago we lose you know a lot of young you know uh teens to gang violence yes and, um which is all connected the gangs the guns the drugs all of it and um and so i'll never forget my office reaching out to uh you know our super our, our bosses or what have you reaching out to our office saying hey you know we'd like to create a list of all the um mothers that lost teens to, you know, uh gang violence um in the city of Chicago, you know, and we're gonna go out there and, you know, and and uh connect with all these mothers and um, you know, extend our condolences because it's Mother's Day and it happened in the city of Chicago. And I just remember, you know, feeling, you know, so crushed, like, what about my daughter? You know, um my daughter's first birthday in heaven was on Mother's Day, you know. Um, So you know, our children are victims too, you know, um, we're victims as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, we want to be heard as well. And to think that, um, you know, we've, we've lost, you know, a child and then, um, to not, you know, get, you know, those answers, that closure, that justice, um, is even more crushing, you know, So, um, and I thought some, I, you know, I thought, you know, in the beginning when this all started, if I can't get justice and I'm, I'm a Chicago police officer in, in the city that my daughter was, was poisoned and and I can't get justice. How is any other parent going to get justice? How will they be heard? So I knew how important my voice was, you know? Um, and, and so I'm super proud, you know, to, to share like now, um, The former, he is now retired, um, Chief Brendan Denehan, who was wonderful, um, uh, he was the chief to the detective division. He um, uh, worked with our foundation and uh, with uh, state's attorney, Patrick Keneally, out in uh, McHenry County, who was leading Illinois in drug-induced homicide prosecutions. And we came up with a protocol in Chicago for detectives to investigate these cases criminally, um, the steps that detectives need to take um, when they uh, are handling any type of suspected poisoning. Um, So that was huge. And then in addition, uh, myself and another mother have been invited out to the Chicago Police Academy to address newly appointed, um, newly promoted detectives on this policy and share in our laws. Um, So we've really come a long way. And, you know, that's major. It it really, you know, from going to, you know, hey, your kid made a choice to, hey, now, can you come on out and uh, talk with uh, the detectives, the first ones that are going to be out there investigating these cases criminally is huge, you know, so I'm Thankful for for you know Detective I'm sorry uh, Chief Denahan. Um, I'm I'm uh, excited to meet with the uh, you know the new superintendent of the Chicago Police Department because there's a new one on the way and I, I will, will be calling um, <laughs> just so excited like you know I mean we have Drug Abuse Homicide Foundation has connected with families all over the U S we have you know support from prosecutors all across the US from, you know, law enforcement officers. And so, um, you know, I'm super proud of that. And I think Sydney would be too, you know, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, not a doubt. So
0: this is um, uh, your advocacy is, is very unique, you know, and especially the fact that you were a member of the Chicago PD, so that gives you even that much more credibility, and I love that. I think that's great.
1: Well, I think too. Like I remember, uh, we would—I mean, so our our foundation, you know, we started. We would go out in front of the courthouses. We'd go in front of the coroner's office. We'd go in front of the, um, uh, you know, down to the uh, down down city of down downtown Chicago, you know. And I remember going out in front of the courthouse, um, and all these Chicago police officers were. Walking right by us, and here we all are out there with these big signs of our children, and we're passing out, you know, flyers and stuff, and and they're just, you know, they're just, you know, continuing and walking, and it's crushing, you know. I'm sure you understand, you know. You said, you know, being out there, you know, it's it's you you know, you've lost your child, and you just want someone to listen, and I get it, you know. Many of them have, you know, worked third shift, and they're tired, and they got to get up in the morning and go right to court or what have you, and I get it, and you know and i i would say hey can you stop just for one minute you know I, i'm one of you too you know i'm a retired chicago police officer i am a chicago police officer and this is my daughter and you know and and, and in and in going out you know and and speaking with the newly promoted detectives so many of them coming up to me and saying hey you know what i had a cousin or i have a nephew or you know or i have a daughter that's struggling um wow it's um you know they're, they're, there's there's not too many families, I think anymore that can say that this has not impacted their family in in some way shape or form yeah, yeah. so um it is such an important message and I am so very thankful that uh we are we are being heard um and I hope you know that this message you know gives other families um you know the strength, the knowledge you know to know that uh yeah when you when your loved one is is, unlawfully delivered, a controlled substance that uh, results in their death, it warrants a criminal investigation. Absolutely.
0: And how, how are the laws in different states here? Are they up to par or is they nowhere near what is needed?
1: So they vary. Um, but most, the majority of them, do have a law that is drug-induced homicide or something that is similar, catered to, you know, uh, drug-induced homicide. But many of them have um, felony murder. Um, which, you know, um, any state, you know, can um, use that and, and and prosecute this case. A lot, uh, the DEA is now picking up on, on many of these cases and, and and going after, you know, these dealers, uh, especially with this fentanyl and this xylazine. Um, so, um, you know, years ago, eight years ago, when we first started, I would get on the computer and I would, you know, search drug-induced homicide or, you know, uh, death by distribution, and I could find anything and now it's just you know um so again I am so thankful for our judicial system that they are you know recognizing um that these are victims and that um uh, these cases do warn in criminal investigation and um that um this is a, a piece of um you know uh, uh, turning around you know what is going on here you know that it is you know the the education absolutely is huge and the awareness um but but i absolutely believe that there has to be accountability on yes. there have to be
0: consequences for these actions okay. and not, en- not enough people um are not enough uh, criminal justice systems in the different, you know, areas in the, even down to the local level, they're not doing enough.
1: Absolutely. And
0: mm-hmm. I'm so grateful that you're stepping up to the plate and making sure that they're, you know, that these agencies, that these criminal justice agencies or authorities, um, you know, should be held accountable for this. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't, I mean, all the gangs, like you said, and all the um, trafficking and all, I mean, even down to all the illegal guns that are on the street, nobody's doing enough about that, you know?
1: absolutely, yep, 100%. Well, I think it was uh, uh, our retired chief, uh, Riccio. he had said something to the effect of, you know, it's, it is the, the drugs that, that, that are funding, you know, uh, these gangs to get the guns that are killing these innocent victims and that are shooting police officers. And, you know, so it is this vicious circle, you know? Um, so when they say that drugs are this victimless crime, are you kidding me? You know, um, you know, in addition to, you know, um, you know, getting the word out to our judicial system, you know, arming our, parents. You know, I think oftentimes there's parents that are like, well, the detective didn't call me back. Well, you know what, Pack a lunch and march your little butt down to that station and say, yeah. Hey, I'm here to see the detective that's assigned to my, you know, my son, my daughter's, right. you know, homicide, you know, and I'm not going anywhere until I get some answers. And, you know, a lot of I don't, are- I
0: don't think enough parents, I don't think enough people who, who have lost children to murder, um, they don't understand their power, they don't understand what they can do and what they should do. Absolutely. Okay, I mean, there, when I was involved with, you know, crime advocacy, I I remember so many families saying, you know, I'd say, did you get in touch with the detective? Or did the detective get in touch with you? Did the crime victim witness people get in touch with you? And they're like, uh, I don't know who those people are. Mm -hmm. and it used to break my heart because it was, you know, they didn't know their power. They didn't know what to ask for. They just Mm -hmm. didn't. And so it's, it's helpful when there's somebody like you or I who knows how to get that ball rolling for them and to make them feel empowered so that they can go in there, you know, with the attitude of like, Hey, you work for me, not the other way around. Mm -hmm.
1: You because know. if you don't, you know, that's what I always, you know, many of the, you know, first of all, I'll say, I don't think that there's anything crueler of our judicial system than to task a, a bereaved parent with, you know, fighting for justice. There yes. isn't, you know? No. you know, we should be grieving, you know, uh, we should be, I should, you know, I should have been taking care of my children and, and my husband and, and I wasn't, you know, I was so you know, focused on, you know, justice for Sydney's case, um, that I do feel in many ways, I, I, I failed my children and I failed my husband, you know, and, um, you know, um, it does is something that weighs heavy on my heart. Um, but, um, you know, so it, it moms and and dads and, you know, um, spouses and grandparents, you know, we, we, we had two, two, uh, uh pat and papo maloney the greatest grandparents ever um you know in their gosh, high 70s you know um and not that that's old you know <laughs> not anymore but we one day we we walked and it had to be late july i believe and we walked from cook county medical examiner's office to cook county jail or courthouse and it was probably i think at least about a Two and a half, three mile walk and wow. it was weltering hot, you know, it was so hot. And they were out there with their signs, and you know, and I mean it 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 just shouldn't be something that um you know we shouldn't be fighting for for our judicial system to investigate, you know, um our kids' homicides, you know. Yes. Um, uh, I'll never forget someone tell me about the whole Sackler case and um, how families were out in front of, uh, I believe it was Sackler family, um, but they were out in front and they had big, beautiful signs of their children and, and they turned the sprinkler systems on them, you know, um, and, um, you know, I don't think that there's anything crueler of our judicial system than to task, you know, a bereaved um, family member with Fighting for justice for the child—it's the law, you know. Someone poisoned our loved one. Investigated, plain and simple. And um, you know, I think that there are a lot of parents, you know, um, that um, you know they're they're just they're they're not capable of, of you know making that phone call, reading that autopsy, you know, reading those case reports, going out there and and, and talking to these people. It's it's something that law enforcement should be doing, you know. Yes. Um, but I am proud, you know, I mean, it, it, it is just amazing, um, what these parents and like I said, grandparents and siblings, um, you know, ha- have the courage, you know, to do, um, in memory of, of, of our children and our loved ones. So I'm super proud, um, to be a part of, um, this community. I hate it. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> other you know, clubs I'd rather be part of, but, um, I couldn't be prouder to be surrounded by, um, just the most, you know, courageous people, um, just wanting to, you know, honor their kids, you know, um, so, yeah.
0: And it's, it's amazing the people that you meet after such tragedy and they become like your family. Absolutely. You know, they're the ones who are there to listen to you when you're really having a bad day because, Mm -hmm all the other people who said that they would be there for you when this happened, they kind of like,
1: they don't understand. They don't
0: understand. And they kind of fly
1: by God. God They don't, you know, I always say that, you know, like, uh, I don't ever want anybody to, you know, to understand, you know, that, I mean, the first thing, you know, you wake up, the first thing you think of is your child, the last thing you think of, you know, um, you know, everywhere you go, you know, um, Sometimes I think of, I I, I feel bad because I think, gosh, I feel like I, I think of Sydney more often than I do my other three, you know, um, I don't know if it's just that she's not here, you know, you're longing for, you know, sure. um, but, um, you know, thank God other people don't get that, you know, and thank God that, that I do have, um, the tribe of, of, you know, family members uh, that do support me and I'm not standing alone in this, um, so um yeah I'm i and, and and in addition you know not just family but law enforcement and prosecutors and the media and you know um so I, I I've been blessed absolutely that's so great yeah. so glad
0: well I'm grateful that you have you know, graced us with your presence and told us everything that you're working on. And especially about Sydney and her life and your love for her and your husband's love for her and family's love for her. And I appreciate your being with me today. Is there anything else you might like to touch on before we close?
1: No, no. Thank you so much. I thank you for having me. And I'm so very sorry for your loss as well. And uh... thank you. Continue to uh, shine and do what you're doing.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate that, Terry. So it's been a wonderful time together, and I thank my audience for listening in and watching. And please do share this episode with others who need to hear this message. It's very important. All our children are dying from illicit drugs and. One time, just one pill can kill someone, and you need to educate yourself and educate your children. So please share this, subscribe here, and uh, like and review. And also please comment and let us know if you've endured this sadness, the sorrow as well. So thank you again, Terry. I look forward. I look forward to speaking to you again at some point. Absolutely. God bless. God bless.